What's going on, Will Freeman, RevolutionaryLifestyleDesign.com, talking to you today from the rooftops of Tbilisi. This is the uh, penthouse I'm renting right now, back from Batumi. Tbilisi's in a country called Georgia, by the way, which I was keeping a little bit of a secret because I didn't want people to bother me, but I'm going to be leaving soon, so I figured I'd tell you guys what's going on, but... Uh, this is about 900 US a month for this Airbnb. Um, I mean, just killer views. But uh, pain's what got me here, man. Um, pain's what got me to originally start a business 10 years ago, over 10 years ago, fail a million times, um, keep going, uh, eventually leave Canada, um, travel all over the world, live in Asia, live in Eastern Europe, um, be able to do all these cool things which were uh, scary the first time. Um, so many things went wrong. Uh, bank accounts weren't working, uh, couldn't take money out. I mean, I can't even tell you the amount of problems I had just with the moving and making sure my taxes were right and getting used to different countries and failing in business. And while I was failing in business, I was working a sales job, you know, 10 hours a day. Um, never taken a vacation in my 20s. Um, a lot of pain, man. Um, luckily, if you're a coaching client of mine or you wanna do coaching, I can save you a lot of that pain because I can just tell you what not to do. Um, but ultimately, it's pain that gets you past plateaus, okay? So 99% of people are not free and will never be free. That's the secret of capitalism, okay? In communism, no one's free. In capitalism, 1% of people are free those are people who have at least $100,000 um, net worth. They have a six-figure income. And that's the beginning. That's the beginning of affluence, okay? hundred grand net worth. Vast majority of people have a negative net worth, have to work a job to survive, are living paycheck to paycheck, even if they're making 70, 80, 90, $100,000 a year because they have the house, they have the car, um, they have the family. They're living in debt, okay? It's not good debt. All right, the only type of good debt that exists is debt in a business where you don't have to pay it back if it fails, and that debt ideally is earning you income, okay? Um, debt is good if you're the CEO of JP Morgan and you make a $30 million bonus every year even if your company loses money and violates the law, okay? Because you're not on the hook for that. Personal debt that doesn't earn you income is never good in my opinion. Um, that being said, 99% of people do not have freedom. 99% of people do not have financial, mental, or physical freedom. You can't travel. You have to sit in the same place. You have to work a job that you don't like because people don't like jobs in general. Um, you are not free, okay? So to make it to that 1%, to be able to start a business and really push through and push through the 90% failure rate in business, you have to be coming from pain, okay? First of all, you have to start in pain. You have to have the pain of poverty, like I did, um, the pain of working jobs that you hate, the pain of going from like, ah, I wanna start a business, to I need to fucking start a business, to I will die or succeed in business because I will not work a fucking job, okay? That's the kind of pain that gets you to success. All right, that's the first level. But do not think that every time you are leveling up, 
there's not going to be more pain and more chaos and more trauma. Okay. That's why very few, you know, people make it to that 1% because they have to be willing to push past that pain. Just like all my, you know, I've got my young clients right now, they're grinding. Um, they're succeeding, even though we're living during COVID. Um, you know, they're eight to 10 hours a day, just grinding away, not dating or barely dating. Um, and those boys are going to be, by the time they're my age, you know, probably worth four or five, six million dollars. Um, because that's the amount of, of pain that they're coming from. And that's the amount of pain that they're willing to endure to get to the next level. Um, the levels get better over time. It certainly gets easier. But every time you want to level up, uh, it's not just pain, it's chaos. Okay, once you start having to hire people, which a lot of entrepreneurs don't do, they're like, ah, I just should do it myself. It's like people are uh, not worth it. But once the demand is coming in, right, like pretty much you max out at like 250000 a year at a, as a sole proprietor. You can't really, um, as, a, as a service-based, high-ticket service, high-margin business, which is what I advise you guys to do, you kind of max out at 250 and then you have to build more people into that system, okay? I'm not a fan of building an empire. If you want to build an empire, that's good. I'm a fan of a lifestyle business, a speedboat. Maybe you've got three or four people in there at the most, but you're still keeping those margins high. Um, maybe you're trying to scale up to like a million a year, but you need you need people to do that. You need to outsource things, um, whether it's to systems or people. Ideally, I like to outsource to systems. Um, I really only have one or two people working for me. The rest I outsource to business systems. I'll have to bring maybe a few more people on, but um, I've got a pretty good structure in place. But finding that structure, creating that structure came from so much chaos, okay? Um, and the chaos and the uncertainty might be the most painful part of leveling up because you don't know when it's going to end and you can't see the path. It's not just like, okay, I need to run this treadmill for the next year and kill myself um, and I get to the next level. It's like, uh, you don't know where that light at the end of the tunnel is. I can't tell you how many projects I've done for RLD that went nowhere. Like I've done at least 10 projects for like the email newsletter. And the email newsletter like is profitable to some degree, but it's just nowhere near what YouTube is, okay? Um, so many, so many wasted projects, so many dumb things that didn't work. Um, so many problems living this expat entrepreneur lifestyle, moving from countries, uh, the amount of time I spent making sure that my taxes were 100% correct, just that alone um, was tremendous chaos. You know, I feel like I might as well be an accountant at this point with the amount that I've learned. Um, so chaos is the big one. This is something I talk about my, my friend and uh, business partner Aaron, he's a engineer by trade. Um, grew up in the military and uh, if anyone hates chaos as much as I do it's him and I said like look dude every time we're leveling up there's gonna be chaos um, my book how to get organized that that all came through going through chaos and like chopping that down and getting control over it but it only happens after it only happens after you jump in the deep end okay of the pool and get used to it that all of a sudden becomes the new normal and you're like well why didn't I do this a million years ago why didn't I start this business? Why didn't I hire people? Why didn't I become an expat and um, 
massively legally reduce my tax bill and live in a country where the cost of living is like one-fifth to one-tenth of what it is in, in my home country. Okay, Georgia, where I'm at right now, the average person here makes 200 US dollars a month. 200 US dollars a month, okay? In Canada, it's probably like 4,000. No, maybe, maybe 3,500 or 4,000, okay? Crazy, crazy um, arbitrage situation. Um, okay, and, and, and you guys should be figuring this out by now if you haven't, like, you need online income, especially with COVID. We don't know where that's going. Um, if you have offline income, that's great. But if you don't have online income added to that, you need to get online income uh, this year. Um, it, it is an absolute must. And if you're running a fully online business, I mean, what the fuck are you doing living in New York where the average uh, cost of living is, you know, 4,800 per month. Go to nomadlist.com and start having a look around and you'll see countries like Chiang Mai where your average cost is, um, you know, or, or, sorry, Thailand, you know, you're looking at 1,100 a month to live comfortable. Most of, most of Southeast Asia, um, a good portion of Eastern Europe. Um, fuck, even in Spain or Greece, you can get by on 2,000 a month. And you know, we're talking about countries with nice weather and friendly people. So, you know, if you're not making that move, I highly suggest making that move. But, but, you know, the thing is, the price to pay for that is chaos, man. You know, we're talking about, you got to get new accommodation, new SIM cards, you're trying to get a new bank account. Um, you're trying to pay people in, in the local currency, you're trying to navigate the system. You're trying to uh, navigate the visa. Um, you know, you're trying to navigate, you know, do you need a new WhatsApp account? Um, is your home country gonna cut off your banking because they see that you're in another country for too long? You know, do you wanna keep paying your phone number in the home country or is that gonna be a tax liability because it's showing um, some kind of tie to your home country? By the way, um, it would be in my case as a Canadian uh, the only tie that I have is, is bank accounts, but I don't even own any assets, um, stocks or bonds in those accounts just to make sure that that won't be seen as a tie. And I do no actual business within those accounts. Um, my business is done in my foreign accounts, um, of which I now have, I don't know, I think I'm closing in on 10 cards, my debit card wallet. Um, trying to get that up to 20 in the next couple years. Um, getting as much diversity and as much currencies as I can. Because we don't know where the trajectory of the world's going, do we? Uh, with COVID and the riots and all this crazy shit. So again, that's chaos and that's uncertainty. And when you start figuring out that like, hey, the banking system's not 100% stable. Hey, the US dollar, probably not going to be the world's reserve currency. Um, and Ray Dalio is saying in the next two to five years, that's likely going to happen. I'm going to do a video on that. Um, like we're probably going to use that, lose that U.S. dollar uh, privilege. And we're probably going to lose these big arbitrage opportunities that we're getting. Like I told you about people here in Georgia making 200 U.S. dollars. 
That's not the case if the US dollar loses 60, 70% of its value, right? We lose that big arbitrage opportunity. You know, also in the next 10 years, it's gonna become more difficult to um, set yourself up in, in these different countries and get uh, foreign bank accounts, legally, of course, I'm always speaking legally, um, following all laws and, and paying the requisite taxes. Uh, but if you look at the landscape 10 years ago, you could just walk into Singapore and Hong Kong and get yourself an account. Now in Singapore, um, you're going to be doing KYC for, you know, a month. Let's know your customer, all the forms. And uh, a lot of banks don't want to fuck with you unless you got to, you know, unless you're going to be depositing 250,000 US dollars because it's such a pain in the ass for them to deal with foreigners. And they have so many wealthy Singaporeans and Chinese and they know that the West is going down and Asia is going up, so they don't really give a shit about your business. Um, same deal in Switzerland, uh, same deal in Hong Kong, although I don't think you'd want to be in Hong Kong anymore, uh, the way that that situation's going. But uh, you get the idea. Landscape's gotten worse over the last 10 years, significantly. Um, so now's the time, boys. I mean, if you don't have that situation set up, but it's going to be chaos, it's going to be pain. Um, when you're first starting to do your cold calls, terrible. Uh, when you're first starting to do cold pitches and door to door, it's terrible. Now you can't even do that. You can't do door to door. Um, painful. So, I mean, don't look at guys like Gary Vee that look like they're having a great time and think that that's entrepreneurship. It's not. If you're already an entrepreneur and you're successful, um, don't think that like, okay, I can cruise. Like. You can cruise if you don't want to level up, but if you want to level up, the next level is going to be pain. Hiring more people is going to be pain, okay? And I was having this conversation with my client. I said, you know, he, he's really resistant to hiring on people. I'm like, what's what's the alternative? The only alternative now is, is we need to start turning away business because he's already doing 10 hours a day of programming work, okay? You know, we can raise prices, um, which will screen out a certain amount of clients, but ultimately, you know, we're going to be turning down good business. Um, and he's already maxed out. And I said, if you don't do it this week, next week's going to be hell again. Okay. And then you're going to start having drinking problems. And then you're going to start having food problems and drug problems and all this other stuff that happens to most entrepreneurs when they get overwhelmed and they're not able to scale um, to that next level in the proper way. Happened to me. Um, you know, I went for way too long without without putting people on the team and, and outsourcing things and doing stuff myself um, because I wasn't willing to eat that pain, that chaos and that trauma at the time. So but what it did was it just uh, caused me significantly more pain and, and chaos and trauma over the long term. OK, so you have to eat that um, to get to that next level now. You don't have to keep climbing levels like a madman forever. You know, if you look at Grant Cardone, these guys always trying to uh, put themselves in that in that painful process. You you can, I don't want to say set it and forget it, but like you know, if you're cruising on a million a year and you're um, an expat entrepreneur and you're legally tax minimized, and you know you're you're paying people from. Eastern Europe and, and things of that nature to do work for you, which means only 20% of your revenue is going back out the door. I mean, you can roll uh, quite nicely on that. You know, I had, a, I had a client who was doing a fair bit more than that. 
um, who could have had a fantastic next 10 years cruising on that, but he wanted to build the empire and he wanted to keep leveling up and, and the price for that was, was pain. You know, he was in that seven to 15 person uh, uh, under management, which is that, which is that nightmare zone because um, you've got, you're starting to get a, a number of people under you, but you're not quite above the fray unless you have a man, like until you can get a manager in there managing those people, um, it's painful, okay? You need to get ideally to that 15 person level, which is where you've got um, a chief operating officer and you maybe you've got some heads of the divisions like head of marketing, head of sales. And then you're not hearing about some girl got quit or had to get fired because you're gonna have to fire so many people. Um, you're gonna have to get rid of like 80% of people that you hire because they're either gonna be bad from the start or they're gonna go bad within six months. Or if you're lucky, they, they stay good the whole time, but they don't stay more than two or three years. You're, you're gonna be lucky to get someone for more than three years. So it's gonna be a constant process and you need to either have a small team where it's not um, a constant effort of hiring and firing and or um, you know, you've got someone in charge of that and you're kind of above the fray, um, which is much easier once you're at that 15 person level and your, your income solid. Um, but to, to grow beyond there, to grow, you know, I, I had long conversations with this client. I was like, bro, it's, it's, you know, if you want to keep building this empire, it's just going to keep being more pain because you're just going to keep leveling up more and more and more and more. Um, so you, you know, you have to accept that. Um, and you know, that's, that's the name of the game. Okay. Now I'm not saying, you know, you should just all of a sudden get comfortable and, and stop growing. That's not the case, but, um, you know, it's like you can, you know, if you're sitting on a hundred thousand, a million dollars net worth, you've got a hundred thousand million dollars coming in. You're an expat entrepreneur. Your taxes are minimized. You can, um, push at a slower pace. You can enjoy your life more. You can, uh, enjoy views like this more. You can, um, get your health back. You can do all these different things. Um, you don't have to keep, you know, pushing crazy levels every quarter because you understand the name of the game is that to get to that next level, it's only fun once you get up to that plateau. Like I'm up here in the penthouse and this is, this is fun and this is nice. And like, you know, I pretty much got all my stuff down to one suitcase again and um, I'm feeling real free. Um, looking for these borders to open up, to be able to travel again. I can't wait. But it, it, it came from fucking pain, man. Like it's fun now when I'm on the plateau. I'm literally on this, the top of the, the building now. But that came from years of grinding in a shit apartment and saving everything, going through these breakups that didn't work growing up poor, um, wasting my money on businesses that didn't work, courses that didn't work, books that didn't work, business partners that didn't work or betrayed me or friends that betrayed me or girls that betrayed me or um, businesses that were just stupid to be in in the first place, you know, because I was, I was wandering through the dark pre-internet or, you know, back when the internet did not have the kind of resources that were available. Okay, fucking chaos and pain and damn near, I'll say it, trauma. Okay, for not all entrepreneurs, but some entrepreneurs, that first level is trauma. It's, it's a traumatic childhood. Okay, and then it's a traumatic 
first entry to business or a couple failures that really stung you, business partners that fucked you, while your relationship was falling apart, while you were in debt, the second level was traumatic, that business failed, business number two, number three, finally you figured it out. Um, trauma, I'll use that word. Like, look at almost every entrepreneur gets fat at some point in their career. Or they get a drug addiction or a food addiction or an alcohol addiction or a cigarette addiction or all of the above, okay? That is a result of trauma, okay? That is why most people don't succeed. That's why most people don't get to that 1% because they're not willing to eat that, that pain, that chaos. And again, I'll say it, trauma, all right? Same entrepreneur that I was telling you about um, had pretty much all the symptoms of CPTSD, complex post-traumatic stress disorder, okay? Which is what people get from traumatic events or they get it from wars or, I mean, it can be that bad if you've, if you've really gone through a rough patch. And that's what I try and help all my clients with and you guys with is like, I'm, I'm going to take the trauma and all the mistakes that I made and just like time compressed and just like steer you away from like 90% of those mistakes. So you don't have to go through it. Like my, I've got clients in my forties who are already multimillionaires, clients in my mid thirties, but then I've got my young boys who are like 23, 24, and they're just rolling with like all my guidance to where they, they, they aren't making those mistakes. You know, they're not doing a bunch of dumb time wasting projects. They're not getting into bed with different business partners. They're not doing thing on spec. Um, they're focused on monthly revenue and increasing that revenue. They're not doing any fantasy business. They're not doing any projects that don't make us money. Um, they're maximizing their hourly rate. I'm on them all the time for getting revenue, getting new clients, getting their daily hourly up. No fantasy business whatsoever. Just ruthless chasing of this month's revenue and aiming to increase that revenue in a high ticket, high margin, um, high skilled service business, um, scaling up to six figures and then from six figures to a mill. Okay. Um, so, so, so I'm able to do that for my clients. And if you want to help and minimize that pain to get to that next level, um, feel free to feel free to come on board revolutionary lifestyle forward slash coaching. But if you're not there yet, or, you, or you're not interested in that, that's no problem. Just recognize that's the name of the game. Um, you know, but that that pain, being able to push through that pain is what's going to separate you from those other motherfuckers who just tap out on everything. They quit on their relationships. They quit on their businesses. Um, then they don't keep pushing. That's why 90 percent of businesses fail. OK, part of it's they don't choose the right business. Like I wouldn't do any physical like location business, like every business I walk by on the street before COVID. OK, here in Georgia, I would not do. All right. I would not do any of these businesses after COVID, I definitely wouldn't be doing any of them. Okay. Um, a lot of people are in the wrong business. Uh, but if you're in the right business, it's like high ticket, high margin service business. If you fail, it's because um, you stopped eating that pain, you quit and you stopped um, leveling up and, and eating more of that. Okay. And the biggest one is chaos and uncertainty. Can I do this? Is this the right fit? Don't worry about that. That voice is going to nag at you every day. You just don't listen to it. You're like, whatever, I'm doing this anyways. Okay. And tell yourself, this is hard. Okay. This is hard. This is where someone else would quit, but not me. This is where my future competitors are quitting. This is where 
um, uh, you know, this is how I differentiate myself based on my mental toughness, my strength, my ability to never fucking quit, my ability to get up in a bad mood, in si when I'm sick, when I'm doubting myself, if I'm feeling depressed, I do the fucking work anyways, okay? Or if I don't do the work, I failed myself that day, the next day I wake up, do it again, okay? You failed yourself yesterday, doesn't matter. Today you wake up, you you willing to get up and you go eat that you go eat that pain till you get to that next level, okay? But don't get me wrong, the next levels get better and better and better. You're always gonna have problems, but believe me, it gets so much better, like you can't even believe it. You know, if you're really struggling right now, when you start leveling up and start getting that financial freedom, you've got years of payoffs ahead of you. Years. Okay? But not if you quit and not if you think in terms of this fantasy entrepreneur bullshit. And it's something that I feel like nobody, nobody is hammering um, uh, people enough on. Uh, I never see it from the big guys. I see a little bit of it, but it's not like, dude, just a day of cold calling is fucking terrible. Like if you're new to it, it's terrible. Um, there's no two ways around it. Okay. So just remember, differentiate yourself on your character and your on, on your ability to with your pain and use that pain to push you to greatness and and just recognize that like, you know, every time you're leveling up, okay, you're gonna have fear, you're gonna have doubt, you're not gonna like a lot of things, there's gonna be chaos to it. That means you're moving in the right direction, you know? That means you're like, oh, okay, this is the price to action. This is what my competitors won't do, this is what I need to do, okay? I've been working on my course for a year now I fucking hate this course. I hate doing this course. I hate it more than the eBooks I did. Um, my perfectionism is rearing its ugly head every day. It is a battle to wrestle this thing to the ground. I have so much information over the last um, eight years, since 2012, that I'm putting together in a course, plus about 200 other rough drafts of things that I wanted to get into. Um, I mean, right now the course is going to take me at least 100 hours to film. I feel like I'm wrestling a demon to the ground to get control over this fucking thing. And I have help for it too, okay? But that's the level that I want to put this thing out. I want it to be the best personal development course of all time. And uh, I'm not going to stop until it's done, and then that'll be my life's work. And if I pass away, then that's what uh, hopefully people will remember me by. Um, but the price for that is just daily uh, pain, daily chaos. You know, I'm, I'm back and forth. I'm moving things around. Uh, does this go here? No. One step forward, two steps back, two steps forward, one step back. And on we go. But eventually I look back at the end of the month. And I'm like, wow, okay, I made some real progress here. You know, this thing is going to be fucking killer. Okay. But the pace, the, the price is, is um, you know, pain and chaos, pain and uncertainty. You know, where does this go? Is this good enough? Can I rest here? Do I have to write more? And on we go. Um, so, dude, if you're going through it right now, and you probably are, because no one's liking this COVID bullshit, just keep going, man. Eventually, you get to the penthouse. You stand up on the plateau. You've been at that plateau. The plateau and the winning is the new normal. Yeah, and you're like, thank God I saved my money. Thank God I pushed through those plateaus. Thank God I jumped in the deep end. Um, thank God I got after it. Um, 
you know, thank God I moved. Thank God I traveled. Thank God I saw these different opportunities. Thank God I geo-arbitraged my, in my income and my sexual market value and my all these other different things. Thank God I got out of the cold fucking weather. You know, it was worth it. Um, it's worth it when it becomes the new normal. That's what I want you to think about the new normal, man. Winning's the new normal. Overcoming plateaus. Living, living in comfortability and financial freedom and... and um, you know, having the kind of people around you and the kind of business that you're running. I want, I want you to think about that as the new normal, okay? Not this fear consciousness or pain avoidance or um, living on defense or, you know, retreating or any of that fucking bullshit, man. I want, I want winning to be the new normal for you. And recognizing like, hey, man, I'm not going to stop here, okay? I'm not going to quit. Let the other motherfuckers quit, all right? When I started out, almost none of my competitors are still in the game, by the way. I have new ones. The vast majority quit, moved into something different, didn't transition into video, or if they did, they did a shit job, or are in the process of probably going to be censored because they're talking about stuff that is not appropriate on those platforms anymore, okay? They didn't adapt. Um, persistent over time, man. Um, everyone else fades, you know, around you is going to fade away. But when you don't quit and you recognize the pain price to action and you're not trying to run from that and you're defining yourself by your pain tolerance and your ability to handle that chaos and create order out of that fucking chaos, man. That's when you start winning and that's when you start living at these new plateaus and that's when you actually get fucking happy. Okay, that's the fucked up thing about life is it doesn't get easy and doesn't get like comfortable until you already got tough. Yeah, and then you don't need it to be as easy and comfortable as you did when you were tough. But that's how it goes, man. And then you get all kinds of abundance, but you don't need the abundance as much as you did when you didn't have it. But that's that's the way life works, man. And you get to define yourself as that character, okay? That's the key to being a man, I think, is your character. Honesty, integrity, reliability, accountability, ability to push through pain, ability to be a leader, ability to handle chaos and create order out of it and structure and systems, and then be able to help others with that, man. Um, that's what it's about, okay? So, you know, I want you to re really receive this message right now because I know you're going through it right now. Everyone in the world's going through it, okay? We are going to get through this. We are going to level up we're going to push through this plateau and you're going to see the benefits of this okay there's always a, a benefit to every negative the benefit right now is we're in a depression 60 percent of your competitors are going to be gone okay um i'm prepared to lose 80 percent of my business including uh when i release my course okay but i can live on that because i have savings uh, by the grace of god and um, tax minimization through expat entrepreneurship and geo-arbitraging income, okay? I could out, outlast the, the majority of my competitors um, because I'm willing to and I've created systems to where I can live on much less. Some guys need to make 40000 a month just to pay their bills because they're spending 20000 a month and they live in New York um, and taxes takes 40, 50% of that. You know, how long are those guys going to last? 
when your expenses are that high? I don't know. Um, but what I'm saying is even this uh, situation with the virus can be a benefit to you, okay? If you can push past the, the pain of the chaos and optimize and strategize and tweak your business and, and maximize focusing on online income, you will outlast and outlive and absorb the business of your competitors. Another great example right now is ads. Online ads are a third the price of what they used to be because everyone just got busted and they don't have the money to spend on ads. So that becomes your opportunity, okay? Two, three years down the road, there might be a, maybe even now, I don't know where the bottom is, a massive opportunity in real estate in America. Not to say that most of you guys should be investing in real estate. I still stand behind those videos and articles I did a long time ago. If you're sitting on two or three mil, I mean, it's a different story. You know, you could be buying in the equivalent of uh, the Great Depression. Um, but what I'm saying is that's only for people who endured the chaos, the pain, pushed through, got to the next plateaus. And I want to leave you with this, okay? It does not have to be that never-ending struggle of pain. This is not the message, okay? My message is still um, maximizing consistent happiness. Like, you can... Um, for lack of a better word, cruise. I don't want to say cruise because you should always be aiming to increase uh, revenue every year in your business and, and move things forward. But you do not have to live at the frenetic pace of the sort of like um, productivity hustle culture, okay? Especially if you're an expat entrepreneur and you're tax minimized um, and you're making your 10, 20, 30, 40K a month living abroad in these cheap countries where, you know, you don't spend more than two or three grand a month. And you know, your taxes are below 10%, okay? You could really live a happy, comfortable life and still have a business and still move forward and not quite cruise, but you can, you know, slowly gain per year. Um, so don't think that this is a, this is me pushing the message of you always have to be in pain. You always have to be, um, you know, ripping yourself apart to grow and killing, no, it's not that. It's just, I'm telling you right now while you're going through it, whatever it is you're going through. Um, we just got to get past that plateau to get to another place. And then once you're at the right plateau and you've got the income and you've got the savings, you can slow the treadmill down, dude. You know, you can slow it down from a 10 to a three and you can cruise on there as you're, you know, gathering strength and, and slowly adding um, revenue and growth every year and really enjoying and loving your life. All right. Um, but to get there, man, if you're not there, remember, the pain price to action. Okay, Dan Pena is correct in this. He says, the number one trait of an entrepreneur, a successful entrepreneur, is the, is the ability to endure pain or over time. Okay, so don't let, don't let this virus destroy your business. Let this virus destroy your weakness. Okay, let this virus destroy your competitors. Let this virus destroy that bitch inside you that was ready to quit or that voice inside you that's telling you to tap out, okay? You can hear that voice all day. That voice isn't gonna go away. That that doubt isn't gonna go away, but you don't listen to it. You can destroy the idea of just listening to that fucking voice. You can destroy and get rid of the dream killers and the people in the in your way that are telling you not to get to that next plateau, okay? But use this to define you, okay? To define you in the sense that when you look back and you're telling your children or your grandchildren or, or your young protégés like I have, hey, I started my business during COVID. I built my business during COVID. I went through our equivalent of the Great Depression. I saw everyone around me get slaughtered. 
Um, but I increased my revenue. My clients are increasing their revenue during this, okay? I pushed through, I succeeded, I came through the other side and it created opportunities for me because I didn't quit and I knew the pain price to action was pain and chaos. And I was willing to pay that because I did not want to be average and I did not allow for average to be in my consciousness, to be in my reality, to be acceptable to me, okay? I, I would not allow for that despite any circumstances, despite whatever the fuck happens in the world. I would be willing to move, to um, get on a plane, to start a business, to pivot a business, to do whatever the fuck it took to not work a bitch ass job, to not have a boring fucking life, to not settle for mediocrity, to not settle for average. I was willing to do or die and I wasn't going to let a virus or anything else stop me and I never will and I would never quit and I would never give up because that's how I define myself as a man. That's how I define my character. And because of that, I know that I'm going to get to the other side or I'm going to die in the process. And once I get to the other side, my life is going to get more comfortable and more easy and more happy and more fulfilled and better relationships, more money, more financial freedom, the ability to help others, the ability to live where I want, date who I want, and all these other beautiful things that, that happen when you have pushed through plateaus in the past, man. So I hope this message finds you well. If you need help with this, revolutionarylifestyledesign.com forward slash coaching. If you're not ready for it, don't worry, I'm not going anywhere. And stay tuned for that course. It's coming out hopefully this year. Much love to you. I wish you all the best this year and every year.